0: Welcome to the Dreaming Big Podcast, where we talk about how to move from feeling stuck and stagnant in your life to accessing your dreams and passions. This is the place to make space for those big and often uncomfortable emotions without judgment or conditions so you can figure out what you want to be doing instead. I'm your host, Allison Gomez, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist in California. Now, before we get started, this podcast is not to be a replacement for therapy nor is meant to be used for mental health, medical, or psychiatric treatment. If you are needing assistance, go to therapyden.com or inclusivetherapist.com to find a therapist in your area. Or if you would like to work with me, go to healingwithgroup.com. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Dreaming Big. So today, we will be talking about learning to work through conflict because, let's be honest, most of us do not know how in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming or unsafe. And this is so important because when you're trying to make a change, you're going to ruffle feathers. But first, let's acknowledge conflicts can be scary as fuck because of our past experiences, meaning like anger is usually involved in conflict. And it can bring up, like, abandonment and all kinds of shit. So when people think about conflict or confrontation, there's usually this assumption for, like, the worst of things. Like yelling, screaming, physical intimidation, actually physically getting hurt, emotionally hurt, threats of abandonment, threats of retaliation. Conflicts can lead to really awful things. And, they're, and, and while... It's true, you know. And I remember in a graduate program when I set a boundary that led to a conflict, which led to actual retaliation. Um, that was very much true, you know. And there, and when someone is in the middle of a conflict or having to consider being in a conflict, it can bring up a lot of physical. Ex- symptoms so like increased heart rate nausea it can increase like racing thoughts of kind of like all the worst case scenario it can also lead to like kind of distancing and feeling numb it brings up a lot of things and the fact is that conflict is inevitable and it doesn't always have to be violent it doesn't have to be this awful experience that maybe you had in the past, because again, that's true. I, I definitely had experience with conflict in which it was used as fuel for a shitload of things. But that's also not representative of how conflict can be. Conflicts do conflicts do not have to be violent, and conflicts do not have to lead to hurt and damage. Permanent hurt, permanent damage. Conflict can look like a variety of things, such as maybe there are raised voices, but it doesn't involve people putting each other down. Like you're not putting whoever you're fighting with down and they're not putting you down, nor are there any threats. It can involve taking a break from the conversation because it's starting to escalate and it's not fruitful at that point. It can look like Listening to each other's point of view and finding validation in that or not, but just listening and setting boundaries. This is how we're going to fight or these are the boundaries that I'm needing, which is why we're even having this confrontation in the first place. And it can even look like ending a relationship because those boundaries aren't respected, but it's necessary to do that because your safety is what's most important. Now, this doesn't necessarily apply to those who are in abusive relationships. If you're in a relationship where you truly are not safe, not because it's hard for you to feel safe with the the person, but because you truly aren't safe, because the person you're talking to actually puts you down, because they're actually threatening you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, because... They don't respect your boundaries, and they're not going to respect your boundaries. That is a whole different conversation. So this, what I'm talking about, this type of conflict is more for people who are in relationships with people who they can relatively trust. And when I say relatively, if you're learning how to trust people, it's always going to be like, "Eh, I trust you, but do I really trust you? I'm talking about those, like those who have been supportive in the past, those who have kind of passed the test of, of vulnerability in the past. This is not for people who are actually abusive. Because for the people who are truly safe, working through these conflicts can actually improve the intimacy and it builds a stronger foundation of trust because not only did you have a disagreement, you guys were able to work through it in a way where if there is damage, there was repair. And that can lead to this feeling of, ooh, you're a dependable human being. Yay, and vice versa. If you are made it through the conflict, then you become dependable. It, it leads to a stronger foundation. And also, conflicts aren't just meant to happen because, it's usually because there's an issue that's going on, and if you're able to work through it, you probably resolve that issue and therefore you don't necessarily need to have that be a conflict again in the future unless it keeps happening. And then, you know, obviously that's a different conversation. But if it's resolved, then it's something that you don't have to talk about again because you worked through it. So learning to work through conflict can be really intimidating. Again, especially if you're not used to having conflicts. If your history has been you know, having fights that are terrifying on this emotional and physical level, then it's gonna be hard to try to do that on your own when you're with friends and family, which again is why group therapy can be really helpful in learning how to navigate this, so you can do apply that experience out into other parts of your life because you'll have practice voicing your concerns or you know, or a boundary that's been violated, because that can be really hard, especially if you're someone who fears being retaliated against, or if you're someone who wants to take care of other people's feelings. Um, I'm even thinking like in the workspace with like supervisors and colleagues, it, it can feel really intimidating voicing your concerns. And in a group setting, you will actually have practice in doing that because no group, Whether it is a family, friends, therapy group, there's no group that will never, ever have a conflict. There will be conflicts at some point. Someone will accidentally say something that is upsetting or do something that crossed a line. And when that happens, that will be the opportunity for you to be able to voice that. But this will also give you the opportunity to accept feedback from your peers when you've done something that's harmful, whether or not that was intentional or unintentional, because that's another thing. When we think about conflicts, we think about like, okay, well, I'm going to have to address this with someone. Well, sometimes people have things that they need to address with us. And if you're not open to that because of that reactivity, it can make it really hard to work through that conflict. So... Being in a group setting, in a therapy group setting, can give you an opportunity to learn how to tolerate accepting that feedback in a way that's not going to lead to you, you know, defining yourself as a morally bad person if you made a mistake. Because again, you're human, you're a complex human being. So things happen. And when you're able to be open and listen, whether or be open and express, You can learn how to do that without overly reacting in a way where you're judging yourself or judging others, which will help you better navigate the conflict. So that's going to help you figure out, okay, do we need to have a timeout? Do we need to have like a breather? Or do we need to like, what do we need to do to help resolve this? And so you'll have practice in resolving and kind of seeing how firsthand you can have conflicts with people that you trust. And it doesn't necessarily have to end relationship, but can actually make the relationship stronger. So on that note, as we're wrapping up, it is important to accept the fact that conflict will be a part of your relationships, regardless of how healthy and stable it is. And that also includes work, too. Conflicts are going to be in all aspects of our lives. And it can help you feel more confident and embracing yourself, and then getting your needs met, and feeling more connected in your relationships. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something we fear at all times, but more as if we accept that's what it is, this is an opportunity to grow. Mind you, again, disclaimer, in safe and health, in safer relationship, this does not apply to abusive relationships. But anyhow, on that note, until next time, Toodles. If you have enjoyed today's podcast and are ready to take the leap to embrace your emotions and trust yourself so you can start dreaming, go to healingwithgroup.com. Make sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode drops. You can also follow me on Instagram at Alison Gomez LMFT.